Hi, everyone. This is Joe Waters at Cause Talk Radio, and I'm here with my fabulous co-host, Megan Strand. Hey, Megan. Hey, Joe. How's it going? All right? It's going awesome. That's good. That's good. Getting the kids re- uh, getting ready to, to go back to school. Getting ready to boot them right out the door. Yep, I am. Oh, can't wait. I'll tell you, it's like that Staples commercial with the you know the dad riding on the on the uh, on the the carriage. You know what I mean? Up and down the aisles. You know, singing. This is the best time of the year. And we had a great back to school episode on Cost Talk Radio last week. We did. It was fantastic. So people should really check that out. But today we have another guest. Sarah Harris, the vice president and founder of Insight. Hey, Sarah, how's it going? It's great, Joe. How are you doing? Good. We're, we're doing great. You know, nice to have you on here. And uh, we heard you're from uh, New York, but you're not a Yankees fan, right? Yeah, so, true. <laughs> yeah, that's important, okay, because we don't have Yankees fans on the show. It's very important, especially to someone from Boston like me, especially being with a last place team right now. It's very, you know, I have a lot of sensitivity to it and stuff. So, well, I, I won't bring it up and certainly won't rub it in. How about that? You're, all right. you're an all weather good. fan. All right. That's it. That's it. I like that. All right, Sarah. So, tell us all about Insight. Wonderful. Um, Insight is a social impact marketing firm. Essentially, we use media to activate cause marketing campaigns, mm-hmm. with the philosophy being if we can engage people where they are, get mm-hmm. them to think or feel or believe differently. Ultimately, we can encourage them to take action that improves their lives and the community around them. So we do all types of marketing that use media to bring to life cause marketing campaigns and essentially make the world a better place. Wow. Give me an example. Sure. We are um, doing a lot of work with Lincoln Tech, which is a technical school here in New York that's working to engage young people around everything from school attendance to um, post-secondary educational opportunities. So what we do is engage with high schoolers through our Hot 97 hip-hop radio station in New York, Mm -hmm. connect with those kids where they are through entertainment and hip-hop, and then inform them about educational opportunities that are available through Lincoln Tech. So it's a great blend of brands that are relevant to young people and then Mm -hmm. sharing an educational message with them about Lincoln Tech and the educational opportunities that are available through the brand. Wow. That's fantastic. And, and, and I think potentially we need to take a little bit of a step back and explain Insight's relationship with MS and how, how all of those pieces fit together. And, and maybe you could explain a little bit about how Insight spun off um, into its own little uh, division. It, let me start with a little bit of history. So we uh, formed Insight of MS a little over a decade ago from the thinking of MS is a media company. We own radio stations across the United States, and we saw an opportunity to use those radio stations to do good in our community. Um, All the time we were being approached with requests for PSAs or for our DJs to get involved with various campaigns, and we saw at the same time that businesses, brands, marketers were trying to wrap their brands around good things in the community. So really we saw an opportunity as a media company to get in the middle between brands and nonprofits and start using our media, our radio stations, as megaphones to do good in our communities. That's how we got started. Wow, that's good. You know, it's interesting that you bring up radio, Sarah, because um, a little while back on uh, on Inspiring Generosity, a blog I write for weekly, I was talking about how I think radio has a lot of lessons for nonprofits because, um, you know, in an age, you know, that's about the Internet and digital tools and stuff like that, radio has done all right. 
Absolutely true. Radio mm -hmm. is, uh, I think, as relevant today as ever. Mm -hmm. And largely, what Emmis believes and what we believe with our brands, we're extremely local, very mm -hmm. connected with our communities, very involved in the, the lives of our listeners. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what makes our campaigns work as well. It's really understanding who it is we're talking to and knowing how to be authentic and be relevant and be active in their lives daily. Mm -hmm. That helps our brands work as radio stations, helps our campaigns work through insights, and really um, just keeps us pretty grounded with our audiences. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, it's interesting with radio, too. And, and I don't know if this, this speaks to your younger audience, because I know it's a little bit different. But I think what's really interesting about that, too, is they, they often say the battleground for radio is in the car. And, you know, that has always been a great strategic advantage for radio in that there are other things we can certainly do in the car. Uh, but radio is a powerful one. Absolutely. Most radio listening still takes place in the car, mm. and um, people are, are tuning in, and we're working on ways that we can influence what's on the dashboard so that as technology continues to evolve, people can have all of the radio options they want, whether that's over the air or through streaming options, apps on your phone. Uh, there's a lot of exciting things from a technological perspective that mm -hmm. are on the future, and radio is right in the midst of all of that. Mm. Yeah. No, that's great. Well, well and, you... and I'm oh, Go ahead. I'm learning as a New Yorker that commute uh, takes place with your phone a lot. And through <laughs> the the streaming apps of our radio stations on your phone, you can you know have your headsets in and um, continue to listen to the morning show or your favorite personalities um, as you're walking to work too. Or your favorite yeah. podcast like Cause Talk Radio. There you <laughs> go. Oh, the beauty of it. Well, one of the things about Insight that I like is you guys will periodically put out some great white papers, and you've just come out with a new white paper that talks about this relationship between cause marketing and media. So can you explain what you are dubbing the cause marketing triangle? And Ooh, the that, sounds, of that? Uh, that sounds very <laughs> ominous. I like that. You know what I mean? Like the cause marketing triangle, like don't enter the triangle. That's how the white paper starts, right? I know. Actually, Ooh. yes. If you download and read the white paper, it, it opens up with a, a parallel with the Bermuda Triangle. So it's very ominous and very heavy. Like um, but essentially what we're proposing is a shift to the traditional cause marketing model that is typically a cause and a brand aligning to engage with a consumer. And mm -hmm. what Insight believes and what we recommend is adding the right media to partner to a traditional cause marketing partnership can really be a game changer. And it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, how media, particularly radio, is very connected with its audiences, has depth of relationship with the consumer. So if you bring the right media partner to your cause marketing partnership, essentially you can use the relationship the media has with its audience to mobilize people for your cause and around your brand. Mm. So what exactly are the sides of the triangle? Could you distinguish that for our listeners? Sure, absolutely. So one side would be the traditional cause, the nonprofit mm -hmm. organization or the, okay. the cause you're mobilizing around. The second side would be the corporation mm -hmm. or the brand. And the mm -hmm. third would be the, the right media partner that brings the audience that your cause and corporation want to engage. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you and bring those three together, you've got a powerful triangle. And what types of media do you often recommend for those types of partnerships, too? And I know it's about finding the right media, and I know that you mm -hmm. folks focus on radio, but are there some surprises in that, or is it uh, or is it things that we would expect, like in addition to radio, like traditional digital tools like Facebook and such? We recommend integrated media campaigns. So mm -hmm. it is the right media partner, and that's first figuring out what audience are you engaging through your cause marketing campaign, mm -hmm. and then what media is going to bring that audience to bear for your campaign. That 
is typically 360 in its approach. So it could be radio, it could be um, online, social media, digital platforms, could be billboards, could be television, very traditional broadcast means. Mm -hmm. What we really try to do is, is determine who are you talking to? Yep. What do you want to say to them? Mm -hmm. What do you want them to think or feel or do as a result of that? And then what mm -hmm. are the media platforms that that audience is normally engaging with? Right. And how do we take your message to those platforms so that it becomes a part of your daily life where you can really engage someone where they are and influence them to act differently? You know, that is so key too, Sarah. And it's it's such a challenge for nonprofits. And I actually gave a presentation yesterday talking about public speaking skills for nonprofits. And what you're saying has so much to do with what I was talking about because what it comes down to is audience analysis, is really looking your audience, understanding your audience, understanding the expectations, what types of tools they have, what types of questions they have, and then picking the right medium. You're absolutely right, Joe. And I think many times the deeper we get into the industry or into the business, we tend to overcomplicate it. Yeah. Uh, if we can almost step back and keep it very simple and understand who we're talking to, keep our messages real simple so they, they resonate. Uh, and, you know, most importantly, when we're dealing with cause marketing and tying brands and causes together, be authentic yeah. about who we are, what we're trying to do, and how that resonates with an individual. And if we can achieve simplicity and authenticity, I think we have a great chance at, at connecting with individuals and causing the change that we envision. Mm. I've got a question. So I think when, well, at least when I hear, and probably when many of our listeners hear media, radio, broadcast, things like this, it implies big dollars and big brands and big nonprofits. So is that accurate? I mean, I realize there has to be some sort of budgetary process happening with these partnerships, but... Is there room for smaller to medium-sized nonprofits, smaller to medium-sized cause marketing efforts in, in this type of environment? I think so. A, a lot of the clients we work with are fairly local. So they are maybe small local or regional businesses and nonprofits. And what we see in the world around us are mega brands doing mega things around the globe. But what connects with people sometimes are the most local efforts right in your backyard. Mm. Yep. So we and we really want to help the local company and the local nonprofit find ways to have dynamic partnerships that matter that can mobilize the community where you live and work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, that that's so key, too, is like I think local is on so many people's radar screens these days. And, um, you know, one of the th studies that um, Megan and I have been looking at is just how important donor choice is when it comes to picking the causes that they support. And, you know, and I think that really speaks to local causes because a lot of people are focused on what's going on in their communities, whether, you know, it's hospice or health-related cause or their schools, um, but they're really thinking local. And I think nonprofits and corporations need to catch up with that. I agree. And it's about a relationship too. So if mm -hmm. you're concerned about education, on a macro level, you're concerned about it. But the way mm -hmm. that you experience change in education is in your backyard. Is yeah, your, that's right. Yep. Is your child going to a good school? Do you have mm -hmm. good educational opportunities? Is there something you mm -hmm. can do in your community to move the needle? And that's where brands have a real opportunity to tap into a relationship. If it's through local media or a local partner, as we would often recommend, there's relationships with local communities that you can bring your big brand 
right down to the grassroots level, yep. use that relationship to, to get involved in people's lives in a meaningful way that builds loyalty to your brand and it mobilizes communities uh, in positive ways. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I always emphasize too, Sarah, and because I get lots of questions from nonprofits about, you know, how can I do more cause marketing? How can I be more successful with it? And I said, it's really about three things, brand, brand, brand. And, you know, that's what I think is so important for these smaller nonprofits, these local nonprofits to really focus on. Because when you have a powerful brand, you really rise above the rest and you become a magnet that attracts all these sorts of good opportunities and companies looking for these local ops. I agree with that. And I think the, the flip side of, of the power of a brand is the power of a nonprofit mm -hmm. that has relationships with their donors, with their stakeholders, yep. with their community. And yep. when you're coming in into a cause marketing partnership, really looking at the assets of all of the partners. What does a brand bring to the table? What does the nonprofit bring to the table? What does your media partner bring to the table? And when those three align around wanting to connect with the same person, the same mm -hmm. target audience, and then use each of what those three partners bring to the table in a dynamic way, you can really um, move the needle on your cause marketing effort. You can move people in a powerful way and I think create change that really improves the world around us. Mm. Interesting. Speaking of the world around us, Sarah, you've just gotten back from Africa. I haven't talked to you since you've been back, so I'm dying to hear how that trip was. And I'm, I'm really dying to hear how you're going to relate this to cause marketing because you said you could. So I'm, I'm... Absolutely. absolutely. You guys let me go on long enough. I will weave this into how we can all work together to change the world. <laughs> well, I will say Africa was um, a personal trip for me. It was absolutely transformative. I was able to spend a couple of weeks on a service trip through my church, really going literally to the other side of the globe and connecting with people on the most basic human needs and in the most simple fashion, literally one-to-one, -one, how are you? Do you have clean water? Do you have shelter? The, the most basic of needs. Um, but the connection to cause marketing is really, that's what we're doing with our cause marketing campaigns. We are all working to get very local into our communities to connect with people on something that they care about or have a need for, and then connect them to resources where they can then um, change the world. So not even that much of a stretch. That was that's lovely. I, I don't think it's too much of a stretch. Um, I think so everybody should take those trips every once in a while, especially cause marketers, and remember what it is that they're working toward, whether it's Africa or their own community. And I, I know many people do that, but good for you for you know sometimes out there. Uh, sometimes to to do a trip like that, I go to Rhode Island. I knew you were going to say something snarky you know, I mean, like that. Just I go and it's like, and I just I just say to the kids, we're not in Kansas anymore. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's just totally different. You know, what parts of Af Africa did you go to, Sarah? I was in Nairobi, Kenya. Mm -hmm. So Nairobi is the capital. Um, some would actually call it sort of New York City of Africa. It's a mm -hmm. um, commerce capital of East Africa. It's a major city, and mm -hmm. like most cities, there are big divides between the the haves and the have-nots, and that. I mean, we, we were working in the have-nots section. Um, they were in massive slums where people exist on less than $2 a day. And, um, you know, their main concern is providing safety and security for their family, food, shelter, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what inspires me in, in this whole globe filled with people and, and brands and all of us trying to do our thing are 
how different it seems our life may be in, in yeah. Boston or New York or wherever we are compared to the slums of Nairobi, mm-hmm. and yet how similar it is in that we all care for our families. We all want to provide for them. We all want to build a future for our children that's better than what we had ourselves. And when we step back and look at life with that perspective, whether it's a service trip in Africa or a cause marketing campaign in Rhode Island, um, mm-hmm. there are some truths that we can apply, I think, that sort of span those those different geographies. Mm-hmm. So what was the thing that you, um, visiting Africa and seeing some of these slums and stuff, I mean, what did you see that you were like, wow, we really take this for granted in the United States that over here would just transform the community? Honestly, the first thing that comes to my mind is water. Yeah. Yeah. We, when I came back to the States, I couldn't wait to drink from a drinking fountain or mm-hmm. just brush my teeth with water out of the faucet. Um, mm-hmm. We we take it absolutely for granted and expect mm-hmm. it to be there all the time. And in Africa, they don't have running water in, in many of these areas. And if they do, it's certainly not water that you could um, drink right out of the tap. Mm-hmm. And that is uh, life-giving. I mean, we, we need water to survive. And if we could provide more water, I think we'd have a lot more healthy children and families around the world, particularly in some of these developing areas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so important. And, and what you've experienced is essentially, you know, a story in action. And we're hearing more and more how important storytelling is in cause marketing. And I would imagine that through radio and different media channels, that is something that can that can happen for cause marketers uh, to be telling good stories. Do you have at insight? Is that something that you focus on? Is the storytelling aspect, or after this trip to Africa, will you focus on it more? Storytelling is something we are constantly focused on. I think as marketers, the better storytellers we are, the better marketers. Yeah, we well, I agree. Become. Yep. And through media, we do storytelling and sound bites, or through 30-second commercials or through tweets in social media. We're constantly trying to capture that story in a variety of formats that will connect with people um, really where they are. So they'll perk up and listen. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things that's interesting about the history of Africa is so much of their history and their culture is passed by storytelling. Mm-hmm. I think we we learn that in history class when we're all in fifth grade and then we sort of forget it and we get into the business world and get very technical about how we go about transferring information. But if we remember the basics of a story, people connect with that and can remember it and then pass it forward. So Mm -hmm. as we're trying to use marketing to influence buying decisions or cause marketing to change the world, the more we do storytelling, the more effective we will be. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's so important. I mean, you know, it's funny too because don't you think, uh, Megan and Sarah, like out there right now, people talk about like telling your story as like this new thing. Exactly. (laughs) You know, we've been telling stories since the Odyssey. You know what I mean? Like, you know, in the Iliad and stuff like that. And you know, here we are thinking like, you know, storytelling is somehow this new key. understanding people it's like it's always been there we're just using different tools to tell it i think it goes back to what sarah said originally about keeping the message really simple and one of the best ways to do that is through a story um and you know radio has been 30 seconds now seems like an eternity compared to a tweet but radio has a long history of telling a short telling a story in a very concise way so they probably were pioneers of, of this this method before many other marketers 
And I think what we're seeing too, so much in cause marketing these days too, is the importance of the visual in terms of people using photographs and in terms of using video. I know that two charities that I follow, especially in the visual side, um, you know, Charity Water and uh, Water.org, uh, you know, I really focus on those t- two charities and I think they've done a, you know, a great job, um, you know, especially in a visual way of showing the challenges people have in third world countries with clean water. And I think behind all of the storytelling is this concept that we are all looking for a way to connect with people. Mm-hmm. Visually, it, it engages you emotionally and draws you into the cause. And so then you can um, get action from a person as a result of telling a story, telling an effective story or telling a powerful visual story. Behind all of that, we are all trying to find ways or remember how to connect with people. On, on a mass scale or, or one-on-one in order to get them involved in our cause and then mobilize mm-hmm. them to act in some way. I know people on our Insight team probably tire of me telling the story about how, <laughs> how this is all about people. It's a people business. Whether mm-hmm. we're helping our clients solve a problem, we're helping mobilize a community on behalf of a nonprofit, or we're trying to use our relationship with our media audiences to have people change their behavior, all we are doing all the time is connecting with people Mm-hmm. influencing their ideas or perceptions of the world around them and encouraging them to take action accordingly. Well, I think we have reached a, a new level, Joe, on Cause Talk Radio. We have covered ground from the Bermuda yep. Triangle That's to right. Africa on this yeah. episode. And, yeah. and and we live to tell it. <laughs> we, we did. We hopefully didn't get too lost after the Bermuda Triangle conversation. <laughs> but what we have done is pretty much come to the end of our time yet again. We've, we've had these great conversations and we, they go by so quickly. But I know that Insight has a couple of very cool things coming up. So I'm going to ask Sarah to talk a little bit about where people can find out more information about Insight and then um, some of their events coming up that she wanted to share. So Sarah... Thank you for the opportunity. Well, the white paper we were mentioning is available for download from our website, which is insightsimpact.com. And if you happen to be in the New York area the first week of October during Advertising Week, Insight will be hosting a couple of discussions, uh, one on the power of celebrity endorsement Mm -hmm. in media, which is something that we do a lot of through our campaigns and, and using the power of a celebrity platform tied with a media partner to then um, connect with people again through that storytelling and authenticity to mobilize communities. Look for that. And then the other is how marketers and media shape the social agenda. And we're going to be taking a, a dive into education specifically and how big brands and nonprofits have wrapped their identity around education and are using that to keep the conversation going across America on how to make our education mm-hmm. system better and provide good opportunities for our children. Fantastic. So well, those we'll, two events are on Advertising Week in New York the first week of October. Okay, and we will put a link to that in our show notes. And then, Joe, as if people don't know already, but can you tell us where people can find you? Well, they can find me at the newly refreshed selfishgiving.com. Oh, it's so pretty. It's so pretty. Yeah, a brand new site uh, designed by some great people. I'll be posting on that next week, but you can check it out today at selfishgiving.com. And of course, by the minute, you can connect with me on Twitter at Joe Waters. What about you, Megan? Where can people find you? I'm also on Twitter at Megan Strand, and I tweet for the Cause Marketing Forum as well at TweetCMF. And I also blog for our Cause Update blog. And you can also find Cause Talk Radio and all the other RashPixel.tv shows on iTunes as well as Stitcher Smart Radio. So thanks again for joining us this week on Cause Talk Radio. Mm-hmm.